0: Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of the Fit Not Fat podcast. If you remember correctly, our very first episode covered fitness myths, because I felt the need to touch on some popular topics and misinformation I found on the internet, and sometimes even heard from clients and friends. This episode, I'll be covering some nutrition myths. I believe this is appropriate, especially with all the fad diets popping up and silly information spread on social media platforms. We will talk about 7 nutrition myths, lay down the facts, and learn something new. Without any further ado, here's your first myth. Skipping meals is a healthy way to lose weight. Our very first myth is also one of the oldest nutrition myths. Skipping meals seems to be an obvious answer when people are looking for ways to lose weight, but unfortunately, it does more harm than good. Skipping meals slows down your metabolism, which actually has a negative impact on your weight loss journey. While being in a caloric deficit does result in weight loss, skipping entire meals is not how we sustainably create the deficit. On top of the fact that your metabolism slows down, starving yourself, because that's what you are doing, will bring other negative side effects along. Your energy levels will be extremely low, which will make you feel sluggish, tired, and you might even experience some headaches along with a stomach ache. Not to mention, you can become hangry, and nobody enjoys that. You might even end up overeating with your next meal, and that caloric deficit won't even matter anymore. Sometimes, you might even gain weight, The best way to be at a caloric deficit is to carefully plan out your meals, cut small amounts of calories with every meal, instead of an entire meal, and seek professional advice from someone with a nutrition background. Here's my myth number 2. Detox diets are great at removing toxins from your body. Let me start off by saying you have a liver and two kidneys for a reason. Our livers and kidneys are charged with a very important task in the body and that is eliminating toxins and waste. Detox diets are popular, but there is little to no scientific evidence that detox diets do any detoxing. Some people claim that they feel more energetic and feel refreshed after a detox diet, but they don't always mention what their typical diet consists of prior to that detox. Detox diets usually consist of consuming raw vegetables, eating more fruits, and drinking lots of water and fasting before that. If a person's diet mainly consists of fast food, sugar, improper hydration, very little amount of fruits and veggies, and an excessive amount of processed foods, it's no wonder that switching to fruits and veggies makes them feel more refreshed. Don't start a detox diet unless your physician gives you the okay. Detox diets can sometimes severely reduce your protein intake and can lead to dangerous nutrient deficiencies. Other side effects can include bloating, nausea, and vomiting. Rather than bouncing from detox diet to detox diet, try and change your general lifestyle and dieting by eating well-balanced meals and staying physically active. Next up, we have a myth related to carbs. Here's myth number three. Carbohydrate intake should be very limited. I can almost guarantee you know people who are severely cutting their carbs intake for weight loss purposes. They may even be on a keto diet. People typically eat a very limited amount of carbs in order to push their bodies into ketosis. Ketosis is a metabolic adaptation that allows the body to survive off of ketoten bodies, a type of fuel the liver produces from fat, instead of sugar and glucose, from carbs. In this diet, around 75% of one's daily caloric intake should come from fat. When a regular diet typically consists of 20 to 35% fat. It's all fun and games until you realize how hard it is to eat only about 20 to 50 grams of carbs a day. This is not a sustainable diet. Yes, some weight loss will occur and naturally blood sugar levels will drop, but keto is not sustainable. The weight will return like a boomerang once you get back to your regular eating habits. And like any diet, you should always consult a physician before starting. Keto is not a good fit for everybody, and in fact, it's harmful for certain groups. If you have health conditions involving your liver, thyroid gland, pancreas, or gallbladder, keto could do some serious damage to you. Other potential side effects of the keto diet include kidney stones, low blood pressure, certain nutrient deficiencies, constipation, and an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. On the flip side, some people focus on increasing their carbohydrate intake for their fitness. Here's myth number four. Carb loading is beneficial for all types of physical activity. Well, what is carb loading? If you're an athlete, you most likely know what carb loading is, but most people don't. Carb loading is a nutritional strategy used by athletes to increase the glycogen stored in the body above its normal amount, so typically increasing their energy stores. This involves several days of eating more carbs than usual, while also decreasing exercise to reduce the amount of carbs used. The pitfall is that a high carbohydrate intake can lead to digestive problems such as bloating and stomach ache. Carb loading makes sense for athletes who engage in long-duration physical activity, such as marathons and triathlons. But it's kind of unnecessary if you're going to run a 5k or a 10k. This applies to shorter duration activities as well, such as a quick 30-minute strength circuit. You don't need to go out of your way to eat more carbs. Chances are you eat enough, especially since most food items out there are filled with carbs. It might be a good idea to check what your typical carbohydrate intake is and adjust based on your health and performance goals. And since we're on the sports performance topic, myth number five addresses muscles and strength. So here it is. Taking a lot of protein supplementation will make me bulky. I'm just going to say it. As much as I love protein, simply eating more protein won't make your muscles big and bulky. An increased protein supplementation after strength training will yield that result. And even that doesn't happen overnight. Muscle and fat are two tissues that develop differently. Yes, you can gain quite a bit of fat weight in a short amount of time, but muscle needs a lot of hard work, fuel, and well-planned rest to break down and rebuild stronger and bigger. Bodybuilders put years worth of work into their bodies, and they have specific diets they follow very carefully in order to achieve that increased muscle mass. That's how you get bigger, stronger muscles. Muscles are demanding tissues and a caloric surplus and high protein intake is required to build and maintain strength. On top of that, muscles require proper hydration levels, but can you have too much? Let's talk about that in myth number 6. Too much water can't hurt. Well, I say too much water can in fact hurt. Drinking too much water in a day can cause hyponatremia. The sodium levels in your blood become diluted, disrupting your body's electrolyte balance. Hyponatremia can be life-threatening and should be taken seriously. The symptoms of water intoxication are general and can include confusion, disorientation, nausea, and vomiting. In some rare cases, water intoxication can cause swelling in the brain and even become fatal. The US National Academies of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine determined that an adequate daily fluid intake is about 15.5 cups or 3.7 liters of fluids a day for men, and about 11.5 cups or 2.7 liters of fluids a day for women. Of course, different guidelines apply when it comes to physical activity and hydration. It's good practice to drink 17 to 20 ounces of water two to three hours before you start exercising. Drink eight ounces of water 20 to 30 minutes before you start exercising or during your warm-up. Drink seven to 10 ounces of water every 10 to 20 minutes during exercise. Drink eight ounces of water no more than 30 minutes after your exercise. This is important because dehydration can occur as a result of physical activity and sweating. We have one myth left, and it's another protein myth. I bring you number 7. A high protein diet will cause liver or kidney damage. We'll take it one organ at a time and make sure we're thorough. First, does a high protein diet cause liver damage? Well. Unless there's pre-existing liver damage, a high-protein diet should be safe, especially when adapted gradually. Of course, the word high is relative. Every person is different and we all have different goals and diets. There's a bare minimum to keep things functioning, and there's also a recommended intake for increased performance if you're an athlete. Most of us typically eat the bare minimum, And it's not a bad thing to go a little above that, but as an athlete, you should definitely go above that. The important question is, what are your goals and physical activity level? Well, let's take body recomposition for example. Body recomposition is when you try to lose fat and build muscle. As mentioned above, building muscle requires an increased protein intake. Typically, it's recommended to consume around 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight, when you're trying to build muscle. That is a safe amount of protein, and you cannot build muscle if your daily protein intake is at 10%. Next, does a high protein diet cause kidney damage? A high protein diet can accelerate kidney damage in people with pre-existing kidney disease. However, healthy individuals are not adversely affected. And my previous point stands, high protein intake is relative. What's normal for me could be high for you, and vice versa. Adjust your macronutrient intake based on your health and fitness goals. Nutrition and fitness work hand in hand and should be treated that way. They are tools that should be used together whether it's for weight loss purposes, muscle building, building endurance, or simply lowering your chances of developing cardiovascular disease. Before we end this episode, and I let you guys go, I'd just like to emphasize the importance of facts it's easy to fall for false information, especially when you hear stories from other people. I believe a lot of these myths come from people sharing their experiences, but not mentioning certain details. Sure, a detox diet might've helped your friend feel refreshed, but was her diet mainly made up of processed foods? Look at the full picture. Our bodies are way too complex to simply look at one factor alone when tackling a nutrition question. Ask a professional and see what works best for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. Stay informed and share this episode to help clear out some confusion. Until next time.